what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. Good to talk with you after watching two days and four hours of The Bachelor. Two days, four hours, zero completed rose ceremonies. Time that we'll never get back. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was... They were interesting episodes. We got a lot out of them. But do I think we could have finished the rose ceremony? Yes. Yes, I do. We, this is this is the po- point in the show where the bachelor or bachelorettes get to invite their potential partners to spend the night with them without cameras, doing whatever correct. it is they're doing behind closed doors. That is correct. But, you know, for... Starting the week with six men, we don't get six fantasy suite dates. It was it was quite the adventure, and and there's much mystery and intrigue. And Jesse Palmer ends the show trying to be very dramatic, telling us this is the most dramatic, incredible thing that has happened to mankind. It is so dramatic. We want to give you a, a week to prepare yourself for it. So we're not going to show you anything now because you need that time to prepare for what you're about to see. I just don't trust Jesse Palmer. After last week, he said there was going to be some like crazy mind, like life changing news. And it's that people there watching the show live get to go on a cruise. Maybe if they can get to Miami by a certain, by next week. So, uh, (laughs) it, it wasn't as life changing as we thought. And, and, uh, you know, if you want more of the Jesse Palmer experience, you can just watch uh, college football on Saturday and and hear what Jesse has to say about uh, important football games as well. He's quite the versatile guy. Um, you know, I think that I don't really need any more Jesse Palmer in my life personally, I'm but to you. each their own. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Should we get into the highs of this week? Let's let's talk about the highs and for, and for our listeners that don't spend as much time watching the show. You know, we've as, as Merida said, we started with six bachelors, three and three, three and three. We're finally ladies. even again. We're finally even, and they're supposed to have dates and have fun and spend the night together, and and it doesn't always work out that way. No, it doesn't. But that's a low. Let's get into a high. Okay, what are some highs? So I, I initially wrote down congrats to us for predicting Gabby's winner correctly of Eric. We both chose Eric to be Gabby's winner. And congrats to Gabby and Eric for finding each other. And then I had to put question mark. This preview of the finale makes it seem like things aren't so simple for the two lover birds. You know, looks like there's going to be some turmoil in their future. Will Gabby end up engaged? We don't know. So, so, and, and, and Eric doesn't make this easy in that he has the first uh, date with Gabby and they have a, a, what appears to be a great evening. Everything is going great. Uh, but then afterwards, Eric is very upset and concerned because Gabby might be spending the night with other men and that bothers him. So uh, he sends her a note, asks for a secret meeting to express this and, she gets this look of, 
know, we discussed this while we were in the fantasy suite privately. Why are you bringing it up again? You know, I don't understand. And things go sideways. Yeah, this isn't necessarily a high for me, so I'll have more to say on it later. Okay, but in the end, they all is forgiven. They end up in each other's arms, and 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 then we look at previews for next week, and maybe it's not as rosy as we think. But anyway, I am uh, curious to know if Eric would have been her first pick if she had other options at the end of the day. Because basically, she's uh, given Johnny at uh, Johnny's. Neither Johnny or Jason appear ready to get engaged, so they have to go. They do have to go. Another high for me, we started the first episode with some girl talk catch-up to start off the fantasy suites. I want more of the Rachel and Gabby dynamic. It feels like they don't get to see each other anymore. I like them playing catch-up, like talking about their men. And I I like the um, lizard-iguana situation that happened with them there as well. Yeah, I guess that was sort of while the credits were rolling and and there was a lizard. I guess we're in Mexico now. I think that's where where all the fantasy dates are taking place. The one thing I found strange was I recall last year when – who was the big lug that uh, broke their hearts? Clayton. Clayton. When – it seemed like the ladies sort of had to come home each day after their overnight dates and the other ladies were sitting around looking at one another. It was a very awkward thing, which we don't see that happening with the guys. Is this they've been doing that for a lot of seasons now. And this is the first season in a while that they've let the guys or the contestants split up, which I think is good. Yeah, I, I guess I just I just think that they're they're being harder on the ladies because uh, they're not making the guys do it. But it, I just found it to be strange. But anyway, what other highs did you have? Um, Tino being very very sweaty. <laughs> Tino, Tino was sweaty, um, and I also enjoyed Tino on horseback. Which I did, was, I enjoyed that as well. Which was very awkward. Was I, I don't find Tino to be that likable. I don't like Tino that much either. So I thought it was funny watching him be uncomfortable on horseback, being so, so sweaty during the night portion of the date, like just buckets. And he's like rubbing his napkin all over his face. It's not helping. Rachel's giving him the third degree about his family. It was amusing. He just he just comes off as very arrogant and... and um... I, I don't know how this whole thing is going to play out, but I, I'm not trusting him that much. I don't. Uh, there's something about Tino that I'm just not that crazy about. But, but both Rachel and Tino tell each other that they're in love with one another. They they use the L word. They use the L word. Rachel is in love with Tino. Rachel is falling in love with Avon. And we don't know what the Zach situation is, but it ain't good. No, it ain't good. My, my last high is watching Jason and Gabby playing tennis together. Um, you know, Gabby's putting the tennis balls in her bra. She's wanting to get spanked by the racket. And Jason looks pretty good while playing tennis, not going to lie. I wouldn't mind him being my personal trainer. Well, apparently J- Jason is a tennis player. Um, I don't know if we knew that before, but but Gabby knew it and that was their date and they seem to have a, a very nice time and she's just being goofy. I put that down as a high as well. I had goofy Gabby on the tennis court. She seemed to be having a lot of fun. 
So, uh, so I, I had that uh, as a high as well. What other highs do you have? Because I'm, I'm done. Well, I, and, and we, we try to categorize things, and I suspect I might hit on a few things that you categorize differently. But, but one high was I, I thought at least the Zach-Rachel date during the daytime, when they were sitting around drinking tequila, just goofing off, they seemed to be very, they seemed to be having a great time. I thought that looked like a fun date. They, they seemed to have a good rapport. Everything seemed to be going really, really well. I mean, on, on paper, Zach seems like the perfect guy. I don't know. You know, he's, you know, he, he, he seems like a really you know, handsome, seems like he's been straight up with her, seems very enthusiastic. I, I guess something. But he's only 25. And she's 26. Yeah, I know. That age difference will kill you. Yeah, Heaven forbid you want to get with an older woman. I did see on Twitter that um, Rachel was born in March of 1996 and Zach was born in like June or July of 1996. So it's not even a full year here. This is like three months we're talking. And, and we only bring this up because uh, apparently during the fantasy suite portion of the date, uh, this according to Rachel, is an issue, and she's very concerned about whether someone as young as Zach is actually ready for commitment. Although it seems like earlier in the episode, she specifically said, I have no doubt he'll get down on one knee and propose to me. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. So We'll, we'll have to dissect this. Uh, so another high, I, I put down as a high, honest conversations, because I, I thought that uh, Johnny and Gabby... Uh, had an honest conversation about uh, future and commitment and, and sort of recognize that Johnny's not there. Kudos to Johnny for having this conversation before they got to the fantasy suites. You know, that's, that's good. Although I, I think Gabby sort of dragged him through it and uh, uh, honest conversation. And Jason also telling Gabby that uh, he's not ready for engagement. It won't be in a week. Now the whole Jason thing has me confused. And, and he'll come up in several different categories because on the one hand, I also put as a high Jason taking the will you date me approach as opposed to will you marry me approach. You know, he at least initially seems to come off as, look, I don't think I'm going to be ready to get engaged in a week. And from a dad perspective, that sounds pretty darn normal. You shouldn't be ready to get engaged in a week. But I'd like to date you. I think maybe we could get engaged someday. I'd like to know more about you. So, so trying to go down that ramp, that off ramp seemed to be a good move to me. I agree, but it seemed like by the end of fantasy suites, you didn't even want to date her anymore. Yeah. Something does appear to happen there, but I mean, I thought his initial approach of why don't we be normal people date for a while, you know, which Maybe if you come into the show, that's the thought process. We're going we're gonna to have a fake engagement, which allows us to date, and then we'll figure out whether we want to pursue the, the whole The successful thing. engagements of Bachelor Nation usually involve like a three-year-long engagement, and then they get married. So it really is more. It's like giving a ring to someone you want to date. So, so maybe, we need to, maybe we need to rethink that a little bit just and uh, focus on that. So I, I, I sort of like that approach from Jason. He, he wanted to keep the door open. I want to keep seeing you, but, but uh, it didn't seem to work out for him in the end. I get so that. Those are my highs. 
Okay, let's get into the lows. I have a lot to discuss. First, way too much Clayton talk this season, or especially Monday. It's all over the place. Oh, you know, this is the time in Clayton season when everything went crazy. Oh, I don't want to treat people the way Clayton treated me. Clayton, Clayton, Clayton. We get it. We, we were here. We watched it, too. We don't need to rehash it. I, I, I put down too much Clayton talk, too many, too much Clayton reminders. Uh, you know, it seems to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, so I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, Rachel riding a horse without a sports bra on. She sports bra on. She looked very uncomfortable. She has, she has some large breasts and a very small top, and you could see her holding them the whole time. So she looked uncomfortable. Tina was uncomfortable. Not good horse riding experiences. I'm, I'm, I'm off my game. I did not even notice that. Well, I don't think it's something that men think about. Not going not gonna to mention anything else there. Let's Another on. Rachel Tino low. Rachel's saying she's in love with Tino. I didn't like it. And it didn't seem like the appropriate time. You know, they were trying to have a serious conversation about his family not approving. And we just kind of sweep that under the rug and say we love each other instead. And everything's going to be roses and daisies and happy. And, and, and I think on the way, by the way, Rachel seemed to be approaching this with not making the same mistakes that Clayton made. When she tells Tino that she's in love with him, to me, it should be game over. You know, this should be the end of it. You know, the, you know I'm, I'm not going to tell multiple people I'm in love with him. You know, why, why even have another date with Zach or whomever is next? Um, so I, I, I found that questionable. And I also put as a low, Tino being just coming off as so oblivious to any issues coming out of that hometown date. You know, it was like, oh, you, what do you mean my parents didn't like you? What do you, you he was, he was totally seeming to be unaware of it. And that's also when he was sweating profusely, like he was being interrogated uh, down at the station. So I, I sort of had to chuckle there and just think that he's, he's either a liar or uh, very unaware. Rachel's just letting him off too easy. Like this is, this is a big deal. His parents like openly disliked you. I, I don't know if they openly disliked her as much as they just disliked the process. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. They disliked her as the bachelorette. They did not want a bachelorette to be engaged to their son. But it would have been any bachelorette, not just Rachel. That's true. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure it was personal. I think it was just, I think it was more the process. But regardless, they were not happy people. Another low, the Gabby and Eric misunderstanding about how he doesn't want her to sleep with anyone else. I call it a misunderstanding because I didn't like take it as an ultimatum. Like I thought that she kind of overreacted a bit. It to me felt like he was just expressing his feelings. He wasn't saying like, don't do this. He's just saying, this is how I feel about it. I want you to know how I'm feeling. I, I'll, I'll go along with that. And, you know, she could have said, well, bud, you know, I did have a date with Johnny today and I ain't sleeping with him. So, uh, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. 
<laughs> I like how she didn't tell Eric ever that like she didn't go on a single overnight date. Like there was no opportunity for her to sleep with anyone else. She just let him sweat it out. Well, I, I also put down as a low, um, and and this continues to bother me. Eric's father is the one with cancer, and he's dying. And Eric is in Mexico, and you know, chasing chasing a girl. And uh, I'm I'm still not sure he's in the place where he should be. I agree with that. My last low. It's the Jason breakup. I really do enjoy Jason. And I could tell Gabby liked him so much. She even said that Jason is the one she pictured herself being with at the end of this, which hopefully Eric wasn't listening to that last night. Um, but I think he's just way too normal for the show. We we have to dissect this because I'm not really sure what happened here. Did Jason just now decide oh, this is The Bachelorette and I don't think I can handle this. Like, he knew what was expected of him coming into this. Well, he, he did mention, I think, I think he and his mother had this conversation back at their hometown where he was telling her that he was not sure that he could get there. But it, it seems like that, that whatever that gap was of him getting there seems to get wider as, as we go along. I don't, I don't know what's going on in his head, Um and what confuses and what confuses me the most is that he's saying like he hasn't been his normal self because of the camera and microphones in such a way that he doesn't know who she is and she has no idea who he really is like that kind of threw me for a loop well i i i guess listening i i put down as a low that uh his I thought he was pretty oblivious too in how he thought that Gabby might react to the I'm not ready for engagement in a week conversation. Like, I wonder how she'll react. You know, it's you know, it, I think you should probably have some sense of how she's going to react, you know, how this how this process goes. You know, we're supposed to get to an engagement. Whether that's a real engagement or not, who knows? But that's sort of how this thing culminates. So if you're going to tell Gabby that I'm not going to be ready for an engagement, basically you're you're taking yourself out of the running. So you really should have some sense of how she's going to react. Yeah, he definitely didn't read her well there. But to be fair, he says he doesn't really know her. So I guess he wouldn't be able to read her. Well, she she does seem to come across uh, to me – as more authentic than most of the people that we have had on this show, you know, particularly after the, the Zach overnight date where they have an awkward breakfast conversation that we see uh, Zach leaves and is sort of shaking his head and looking around and doesn't seem to know what just hit him. And he, and he goes and whines to Jesse Palmer, who's totally useless in, in, in these situations saying, when the cameras went off, it was like she was a different person. And she sort of went into this whole, I'm, I'm worried that you're not old enough to commit the routine. You know, you, I, I wonder if Rachel, you know, and we're only getting one side of the story, but I'm wondering if Rachel is the one that um, is not real because the cameras are on. Is, my, she putting on her, is she putting on her front? My theory is that, she knows Zach is not the one 
that she wants to be with. And she used that as a mechanism to try and push him away. She was planting the seeds for why he's not going to get a rose. <laughs> yeah, she. I think she was trying to plant some doubt there. Maybe push him far enough that he'd leave on his own or I don't know. But it was very awkward, their morning conversation. It, you could just, it seemed like two strangers. And, and just for our listeners, that's where the Tuesday night episode ends. We're at the rose ceremony. Zach has been saying he needs to talk to Rachel before the ceremony. We're at the ceremony right before she gives out roses. He says, Rachel, can I talk to you? And they walk away for this conversation. And then we get Jesse Palmer saying, you're going to need a week to prepare for this because it is the most dramatic thing ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining that Zach's going home because she obviously didn't like him if that's how she acted towards him in the fantasy suites. Yeah. I, it seems like we see Zach in some of next week's previews, so I, I'm, I'm confused about what's going to happen. It looked to me that. like Zach wearing the same clothes he was wearing this week, though. Like, it's stuff we got from this week. I Because we see Tino meeting the family, and we see some Avon conversations as well, where Rachel is like, don't raise your voice at me, don't yell at me. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, they're, they're, I'm sure they're trying to throw some throw us off the scent at this point in time. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just really I'm going to have a hard time waiting for a week to get to how this uh, unwinds. Do you have any other lows? I, I think that's uh, that's all I've got uh, for lows. My right reason is Johnny. This might be shocking to people, but I like that Johnny was open with Gabby about not being ready to propose to her in a week, like how he, it's not her, like he's just can't, he's not ready for that in his life. He wish, he wishes he was because she's an amazing girl. And it's probably hard to have that conversation and let her down, but I thought it was the right thing to do. And I feel like it was handled in a much better way than the Jason conversation, which may just be because she didn't like Johnny as much as Jason. I, I think that's fine. I think that early on it appeared, I think to both of us that Johnny was kind of a player and was probably not going to be the person that was going to settle down and get engaged and date the one person. I, I found it a little bit strange that he made it this far. I mean, I guess he's a, he's a pretty handsome guy. Um, but other than that, I don't know if I really saw that much of a connection. So uh, I'm, I'm happy they had that conversation. The dad is talking here. I'm happy they had that conversation before the fantasy suite. I thought that was uh, the appropriate thing for them to do. Yes. Who is your right reason? So, you know, I took notes on Monday and came back to it last night. And under right reason, I had Avon question mark. And I had, you know, and I was sitting there last night and thinking, I can't even remember what date they had. You know, I don't even remember what they did on their date. I think they might have been on a boat. I don't know. But to me, he just seems normal and nice and appropriate. So I'm going to stick with Avon as the right reason just because he doesn't offend me like most of these other guys do. That's fair. My wrong reason, I have two. And it's Gabby and Rachel this week. Gabby, for getting so upset with Eric, 
for telling her for a second time that he felt uncomfortable with her sleeping with someone else. I didn't really get what the big deal was and how she was like, he just ruined everything. But then we go back to him anyways. It's a bit too dramatic. And Rachel for, you know, acting weird and standoffish in the fantasy suite with Zach and that whole ordeal. I don't like the idea of her becoming a whole different person once the cameras go away. Well, I, I I agree with that. Actually, I I had three for my wrong reasons. Oh no! One was Rachel. I, I wrote: Is she is she a two faced liar? Is she inauthentic or unauthentic, as Zach would say? Don't know. I guess we'll be finding out again. You know, this is one person's take on how the date went. Once we hear from Rachel, maybe she'll say something very differently that'll, you know, we'll, and we'll feel differently. But uh, I'm worried about that. I did put Johnny down under wrong reason, and I, I just wrote, he's a player. I'm not sure why he's still here. Is he just a boy toy? Don't know. I just didn't think he should still be there. I think he probably knew early on that he's not getting engaged to anyone at this point in life. So I appreciate him coming clean, but it seems like uh, – um, he could have done that earlier. And then I put down Jason just because he, to me, he just came off as dumb as a rock uh, and not having any understanding of how this show works and how this game is played. Um, so, you know, put them in a bag, pick one out. To me, they were all pretty, uh, pretty wrong this week. Okay. That's fair. I don't, I can see, your side of Johnny, but I see my side of Johnny as well. So, well, and so, so kudos to you because, you know, from what I can tell, if we still have six people there and maybe we only have four people, I, I don't know, but the last six, you, you, all four of the people that you pick for the finals were amongst those last six. So are the final, so are the final four that are there. Are they? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Eric, so, Tino, Zach, and Avon. Those are my my final four. And and I had Eric and Zach. And you know, at the, at one point in the show last night, we assumed that hey, we we got Eric right. Now we're not sure. I I keep wondering, is Nate going to ride in on a white horse and save the day? That would be desirable. That's so, best case scenario here. I I just wonder, and if Zach goes home is he now the front runner as the future bachelor no i still think it's nate i think they were giving nate the bachelor edit on the men tell all well, unless he's engaged to gabby when when the smoke clears okay that's fair so who do you think rachel picks oh man i i i think that i've been going back and forth between zach and and tino but I think if you ask me today, I might say Avon. I, I, because he's normal. I think he's got a normal family. They liked her. I, I think I might say Avon, and and I guess we say Eric. I don't know. I think Rachel's going to pick Tino, and I think it's a dumb choice. But I think she's she's was going to pick Tino from day one. She liked him so much, and it's it's a done deal. No matter what obstacles are thrown in their way. You know, how many disapproving parents or buckets of sweat she's going to make it work. I'm not sure it's going to work in the end, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So who's your MVP? 
my MVP is Avon for a similar reason you chose him as the right reason. I said he's the only one who didn't spiral or freak out or lead someone on. So Avon is my MVP for just doing what's expected of him. He's he's normal. I would you know you brought Avon home. I would I would probably like Avon. You know he seems like a good guy. He does seem like a good guy. Very handsome too. Yeah, very handsome. So, Do you have okay. any fatherly advice to wrap us up? So I, I I've got some disjointed notes, but I'll, I'll that I'll try to make some sense of. Uh, you know, Rachel early on saying, uh, I guess when she was talking with Gabby about not carelessly throwing around the word the word love, like Clayton did. Of course, she proceeds to use that word with Tino. So maybe maybe that is end game if she's going to be true to that. But I think I think uh, you know, love's a very serious word. So let's be careful how we use it. Um, I, you know, I, uh, Rachel saying it's important to explore the physical part of the relationship. You know what? I am good with that. But I guess what I'm not good with is doing it with three people in one week. You know, so it, it's, you know, I... You know, I'm I'm okay with with uh, people exploring the physical part of the relationship. I think that's good, but you really you really don't need to do it with uh, three different people, whether you're the guy or the girl. You know that you know, like Eric, that does make me a bit uncomfortable. Well, and, I don't think she was exploring the physical part of the relationship with Zach. Oh, I, I think you're right. If she you did, know, it must have gone really badly. Well, side note, I put down here, Rachel welcomes Zach to their date by saying, welcome to Mexico. It's the first time I've ever been here. And I'm thinking, you've already slept with two guys in Mexico. You know, it's, you know maybe it was the first time this week, but you know, it ain't the first time. Um, Jason saying that you need to be true to yourself. I think that's smart. You really, you know, I think you have to be comfortable with yourself before you can be with somebody else. And, uh, you know, Jason sort of saying, hey, it's better to date before we get engaged. I think that's that's good fatherly advice too. Don't be don't be in a rush to get engaged. Do some dating, get to know one another. It is good fatherly advice, but this is the Bachelorette. It's not how I, things work. Well, you know, my I have to break out of that mindset when I give out my fatherly advice. So there you go. All right. Well, that's a lot for us to chew on this week. So we'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And join us next time as we discuss the first part of the finale from the right perspective and my dad's. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.